You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. A federal appeals court in Washington, D.C. rejects bid by landlords to resume the evictions. We've got this eviction moratorium in process. We keep being told, hey, this is gonna, this is gonna be sunsetted at the end of June. Recording this for you on the 3rd of June. We've got efforts in court. Hey, it's been long enough. It's been since last September. You keep telling us this is a temporary thing. We don't want people who behind on rent to get thrown to the street, get pushed into crowded homeless encampments. All right, we get that. But to put all of that, put all that responsibility on the landlord, the owner of the property, that's a no-go in my book. And that's been a no-go from the get-go to me. I'm a real estate guy. This makes no sense. You can't have just one class of people. Ah, tenants. You don't have anything really at stake here property-wise. Ah, you get a free pass. People responsible for the property. Ah, yeah, you guys are on your own. You, You need to figure that out figure out if you're not getting paid, well, you know, taxes, insurance, maintenance, you're you're just going to, I don't know what you're going to do, but you're going to do it because you want to keep those properties because you probably got equity in them. And, you know, it might be your retirement, just all of these kind of things that just don't make any sense. But groups of landlords are going to court and they're saying, hey, what's up? What's up? Got one more rejection Washington in Washington, D.C., the other Washington. That's what we're talking about here today. If you're new here, welcome. My name is Sean Reynolds. I own a couple of real estate companies, and I read the news. That's what we're doing. All right, let's jump on in here. Okay, and this is from The Hill. A federal appeals court in Washington, D.C. on Wednesday denied a request by a group of landlords to resume evictions, leaving the temporary nationwide eviction moratorium intact for now. The ruling from the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals is the latest twist in a multi-front challenge to the eviction freeze that was enacted by federal public health officials as a way to keep financially distressed renters in their homes and out of crowded homeless shelters during the coronavirus pandemic. The thing that drives me crazy is government is just basically putting the responsibility on the public. Just, just they're doing that willy-nilly. Ah, yeah, we're not going to subsidize any of this rent to keep people out of off the street so we don't you know, spread the Rona. We're not really going to subsidize that. We're just going to, we're just going to dump it on Mr. and Mrs. Homeowner over here. The move follows a ruling last month by U.S. District Judge Dabney Friedrich, who struck down the CDC uh, eviction moratorium after finding the agency had overstepped its authority. A lot of homeowners were like, yeah, no kidding. It's like, since when when can you make this call? But Friedrich, a Trump appointee, agreed to block her ruling from taking immediate effect to allow time for the Biden administration to appeal. When is this when is this ridiculous going to be over? I don't know. This produced a mixed result for the challengers in the case, a group of landlords that includes the Alabama Association of Realtors and a number of co-plaintiffs. The Coalition of Landlords then asked the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals to lift Friedrich's stay, which a three-judge panel on the appellate court denied Wednesday in an unsigned order. Wah, wah, wah. The court also said that the Department of Health and Human Services had made a strong showing that is likely to succeed in its appeal. 
All right. So here's the here's here, here's the rub. HHS, which is the Health and Human Services, has demonstrated that lifting the national moratorium will exacerbate the significant public health risks identified by the CDC, because even with increased vaccinations, so where we know a ton of people are getting vaccinated, will be vaccinated in the near future, we know that the risk of COVID has gone down significantly, right? So even with increased vaccinations, COVID-19 continues to spread and infect persons, and new variants are emerging, the court agreed, or the court wrote. All right, so all of those things, given that they're they're true, all right, so you do have increased vaccinations. Yep, you've got uh, COVID is going to be with us, all right? It's kind of like the flu. You're never going to eradicate the flu, right? You're just not. It's going to be here. It's with us. It's going to take out a certain number of people. A certain number, number of people are going to get sick, just like happens with the flu. So you've got that. So then, and you've got new variants emerging. You know, COVID-19 was a new variant, right? When it came on. It's like, all right, we deal with this stuff all the time. At one, At what point in time do you call it and just say, yeah, got to take those moratoriums off. This is just something we deal with. At some point in time, you're going to have to do that. When is that going to be? Well, landlords are hoping sooner. And everybody else who is on the other side, they're like, ah, this this will probably go on for a long time. And I, I did a podcast on this yesterday. And um, will it happen end of June? I'm still kind of working that through in my head. You know, what are the odds of that happening? At some point in time, this has got to end. Because even after I read that statement, it's like, yeah, those things are all true. However, you can't have this moratorium go on forever. That's the bottom line. At some point in time, you're going to have to go, okay, we got to let the free market take take back over because this isn't right. We are artificially rocking these markets. Can't do that forever because we no longer really have the threat of what we're talking about, do we? We don't. You you can't. You can only scare people for so long. Oh, don't leave your house. Don't go outside. You might get you know whatever. You might get hit on the sidewalk. I mean, most dangerous thing you're probably going to do today is drive your car on the road. Nothing to do with catching a virus. Enacted in September as a public health measure, the CDC order was designed to mitigate the spread of the coronavirus by helping cash-strapped tenants avoid homeless shelters or other crowded living spaces. The eviction pause was later extended through June. So that's where we sit. And now it's June. I think you're going to see at least one more stay of the eviction moratorium. I think you got one more left in you. Um, Hate to see it. Because I think these homeowners and these landlords have been strung along far enough. I don't think it was right in the beginning, but here we are, got to deal with it. What are the odds it's going to be lifted in June right now? I mean, you've got some states that are just wildly open. Arizona, Florida, even California kind of getting back to normal. And yet we've got these eviction moratoriums still going on. And now we've just got so many million people who just haven't paid their rent. And, you know, if the the moratorium gets pulled off, then those landlords can go to court and, yep, you're out of here. It's a long, lengthy process, but at least they can start down that road if they have tenants in their property that are non-paying. You signed a contract. You said you'd pay. 
everybody else has to kind of figure out their problems. Why are, why are tenants, you know, being singled out? Oh, you guys are okay. It's kind of like big corporate at the beginning of the Rona. Ah, oh, you guys sell a lot of stuff. Therefore, you should stay open. Costco, Home Depot. Ah, yeah, yeah, essential. Of course. Renters can demonstrate their eligibility for CDC eviction protections by signing a sworn declaration under penalty of perjury. Whenever you hear that, now you realize under penalty of perjury that you need to tell the truth and the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Am I right? Do you understand? People are always going to say, of course, you bet, under penalty of perjury. We know how much that means, right? Not much. So you got to sign a sworn declaration. Okay, I solemnly swear that um, I've got some financial issues. All right, signing a sworn declaration under penalty of perjury, attesting that they would face overcrowded conditions if evicted. What a setup. Are you going to face overcrowded conditions if you're evicted? Well, of course you are. Who isn't going to say that, right? And certify. now, And, and then you have to certify that they, they have made partial rent payment to the best of their ability. You made no rent payments. Not to the best of my ability. Couldn't do it. Couldn't get it done. All right. There are obviously people that have been struggling, that have lost their jobs. But I think at this point in time, where we are, where we're sitting in the pandemic with the labor shortage that we have, there's kind of no excuse for a lot of these folks to be back at work. They're not back at work and they are not paying rent to the tune of millions and millions of Americans. And so, you know, this is an ongoing court case. Obviously, you've got groups of people representing landlords and homeowners and people who've worked and struggled to get those down payments, get their credit squared away, get lined up for loans, get, you know, all that stuff. Um, and those are the people that we are basically penalizing right now and saying, yep, you guys need to, you guys need to really step it up. And you are essentially paying for all these tenants. That's the, the equation. This is the equation. A number of other judges across the country have ruled on the eviction ban's lawfulness, with landlords holding a slight advantage in their win-loss record against the federal government. I wonder what that is. How many, how many, how many cases are there? Because I've read quite a few. I only cover kind of the big ones or maybe something local here. Um, but I feel like we're just, we're treading water until you know, the government basically, CDC basically says, okay, yeah, we really don't have any reason to uh, keep this ban in place. And they'll reluctantly release it. And then a bunch of homeless advocates will just go berserk. And uh, landlords will just go about their business like they've been doing the whole time, because that's kind of what they do. And they'll start down the process of evictions if need be. I think, and I've talked about this quite a bit, that I think a lot of landlords are just going to basically be, all right, you either need to pay up or get out. And uh, all that rent you owe me, I think they're just going to, they're just going to eat it. They're going to eat it as a loss. So that being said, that's if they can get, uh, you know, that tenant out and release out to somebody not during the era of the eviction moratorium. I had uh, email during the heart of the, it was last September, October, November, Some somebody emailed me from Arizona and they basically said, yep, if we can afford to, we are not renting our places out. We're not doing new leases because we're not, we don't want to try it out with a new tenant who might not pay us and they've got every protection in the world and we've got none. So if we can afford to, 
we're just flat not renting our places out, you know, and that's causing, uh, and, and what is happening here is that there is a, a push on rent. You've already got rental housing being taken out of the market by landlords who are like, okay, I have made a lot of money. I've got a lot of equity. There's a shortage. I'm near retirement age. This has been my income for the last whatever. This is a prime time to sell. And I can't tell you how many real estate agents, real estate brokers, owners of companies have been like, yeah, I'm selling my property. I'm selling that property. I'm selling this property. They're profit taking. They're cashing out. They're making some good money. They're getting out. And what a time. Let's see, you've got an eviction moratorium in place and you want to lease that property out or sell it and make a bunch of money and get rid of all this headache. That is not a tough sell to me, right? Which one do you want to do? Do you want to do the really uphill hard battle? Because you might rent that place out and you might get another bum tenant in there and that bum tenant's going to rock your world. Or you sell that property, you take your money, put it into something more liquid because real estate, let's be honest, is not very liquid. Takes a long time to sell. A lot of stuff going with it. Buy some stocks, buy some bonds, buy some whatever, buy some crypto. Did a, a story on that yesterday of uh, how divorce attorneys are going after crypto that, you know, their spouses, uh, their client's spouses might be hiding. That's a good one, right? Crypto, put your money in crypto. So you've got going back to what I'm talking about here today is you've got fewer and fewer and fewer rental properties in the pool. And guess what is going to happen to rents? Are they going to go down? Kind of like crime going down when you defund the police. Is that going to happen? Have we seen that correlation? Did that take place? Oh, can't remember. No, it didn't. No, that's not what's going to happen. Rents are going to go through the roof, through the roof, because we haven't seen the worst of it yet. I don't think. You get these eviction moratoriums going. It's going to be crazy. Corporate landlords filed more than 56,000 evictions, eviction actions since the eviction pause took effect last September, with almost half of those filed this year, according to a study by the Private Equity Shareholder Project of Seven States. Those notices, which don't always lead to evictions, are being sent even as billions in a rental assistance authorized by Congress continues to make its way from Washington to tenants in need of aid. I have heard very little of tenants actually getting said aid. I hear about vouchers all the time. I hear about homeless vouchers all the time. I have yet to read a story where tenants received the aid or were homeless, you know, folks got those magical vouchers. It's always help is on the way. The check is in the mail. I will love you in the morning. You know what I mean? That last statement, I had nothing to do with anything, but it goes along the same, same line. It, it's, it's like, it's this promise of, yep, it's coming. It's a coming. You're going to get that help. So how, even if, even if tenants, uh, get some assistance, it's not going to cover the, However, many million, you know, millions and millions and millions in back rent that we have going on right now. I mean, it's, it's, it's astronomical. So what are you going to do? 
I think you got to do it sooner than later. But that is not the mantra of today in today's politics. You put off everything until you absolutely have to do anything, kind of like chop here in Seattle, wait for a couple of young men to be murdered. And then we do something only then does it go from the summer of love to oh, this is a situation that we should probably address. We should probably address this sooner than later. Because this this isn't looking good. Oh, no, not good at all. But so many people on this issue here with the eviction moratorium, they're just like, I don't care. I don't own a house. I'm I've put away a lot of money with all that money I saved in rent by not having to pay. Doing okay. And I I have heard quite a few stories along those lines personally, and then I read them. Yeah, I I could make my payments, but I'm choosing not to because the moratorium's in place and that's a lot of money. You know, I talked yesterday, I think like three grand, if you have three grand a month in rent, you know, $36,000 a year, that's a lot of people's salary right there. And we're on, you know, how many months have this been going on? It seems like forever, right? It just seems like forever. It's, it really hasn't been that long. But when this eviction moratorium came along, I'm like, are you kidding me? This makes no sense. Not from the standpoint you want you don't want you want to prevent people from being kicked to the streets. I get that part, but to just put it on a segment of private citizens, because that's the majority of you know who landlords are. You've got big corporate too. You've got big companies. You've got hedge or not hedge funds, but you've got insurance funds that you know invest in big apartment complexes, and you've got all those investors and that kind of thing. And I get that. That's corporate. But hey, guess what? They're the guys with the money to be able to take down a couple of thousand unit project. The average mom and pop owns one or two real estate properties and they might rent those out. So you've got this enormous, you know, you've got the big corporate that owns tons and tons of housing down to the little mom and pop. And so when I say, you know, landlords, I'm always, I'm always kind of on the side of that single family residential real estate mom and pop landlord who this is their could be their life savings. They've put all their money into this. Their income is dependent upon this. So these guys, even though the tenants aren't paying, they're not getting any pay through from anybody. So now the tenants get paid or the tenants going to pay their landlords. I don't know. You got a mess on your hands. And um, yeah, any which way this gets resolved, it's going to be pretty ugly. Because you're going to have either landlords just out a bunch of money, and I think that's probably what happens, or you've got tenants that get booted out. I don't see that, you know, being a real reality. Millions of people hitting the streets and the government just sitting by. Well, you know, it was time. Moratorium, we lifted it. Sorry, guys, deal with it now. I don't really see that happening to you, given the fact that we put this moratorium in place in the first place. I don't see that as being a real reality. So what's going to happen? What's the government going to do? What are the powers that be? How are they going to step in and fix this? Right now, I think they're kind of sitting by, kind of like they're doing with the homelessness situation, going, geez, this isn't good. Oh, we all agree. This is horrible. Even Governor Newsom down in California came right out and said, ah, this is an indication of our failure. I mean, (laughs) there's no other way that you can look at what's happened in these progressive cities and go, that's pretty successful. That's a success. Third Avenue in Seattle, that is success staring you in the face there. 
Nah, I mean, it's just rough. It's rough on the people that live there. It's rough on the people that live on the streets there. It's rough on the people that own businesses there. It's rough on the cops that have to deal with it, right? And the citizens that got to deal with all this stuff. And now you've got how many businesses going, yeah, I had that last customer come through and say, I don't think I can make this walk up to your store anymore. And you can only hear that so many times as a business owner. And you're like, all right, and you probably file that away in the back of your head. All right, next time my lease renewal comes up, we're going to need to reimagine and revisit that because this isn't working. So you've got these these things going on with the whole Rona deal. And, um, you know, people are just kind of going, oh, yeah, you're right. This is this is not a good scenario. This isn't good. And then you've got federal judges that I think are just trying to basically get the government, you know, buy the government some more time. All right, if we can tie this up in court for another month, well, at least it's another month down the road and we'll deal with it then. Same thing with the homeless situation. Well, yeah, this is a real failure. Got to do something. This isn't getting any better. And all we're doing is basically talking about it, sitting in court, talking about it. That's what we're talking about today. Another court case just kind of, uh, yeah, even though these other court, you know, judges have said this, we're going to say this. I'll be really curious to see if this, this thing gets, uh, you know, the moratorium gets lifted in the end of June. We've got, call it 28 days left, right? Somewhere in there, roughly. How many days are in June? Are there 31? 30? 31, I think, right? Um, I could look at my calendar. I could consult my phone. If only I had a device in my pocket that would tell me the calendar, I could consult that. It's the phone. Um, yeah, that's not that many days before some pretty big things are going to happen to, to real estate. And um, what'll happen? And I, like I said yesterday, I'm 50-50 that uh, we get the, the moratorium taken off, but I think there's equal chance and this is my just right down the middle of the road. And this is kind of what I think. Um, I think there's an equal chance we'll have the moratorium lifted to an equal chance. It'll be extended out for another month. That's what I think happens. I think they'll going to, I think they're going to say, all right, well, I can't do it too much longer, but we want a chance for some more uh, vaccinations to happen. All right. I mean, any argument they throw out, you're not going to be able to argue with because CDC kind of says their thing and everybody else goes, okay, all right, wear a mask, don't wear a mask, you know, six feet, not five feet, 10 inches from the person in front of you, but six feet because that extra two inches, it's going to save you, you know, standing up, mask on in restaurant, sitting down, no mask on in restaurant, okay. That's literally the policy here in, in Washington. How does that work? I don't know, but that's what they've said to do. And so we do it. So yeah, I think we've got at least until the end of July for the moratorium to be in place. I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. Um, cause I've been railing on this forever. Cause I think this is ridiculous, but that is just me. And I am after all a real estate guy. This is the Seattle real estate podcast. So if I seem a little biased, that's because I am. All right, that's it. And I, I try and approach these things from reason. What is reasonable here? Is it reasonable to have landlords footing the bill for tenants who are f- struggling financially? To me, the answer to that is no. So you got to come up with something different. Unfortunately, the government probably isn't, even though we're, we are told that um, 
billions in rental assistance authorized by Congress. It's on its way. I'll love you in the morning. Of course I will. Why wouldn't I? All right. That's it. Okay. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go talk about Andy No next. He got, he got assaulted again. He got beat up. He got jumped. He was undercover at a, uh, at another peaceful protest down in Portland and they, uh, identified him and oof, it's not good. I'm going to cover that story next. All right. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for being part of the Seattle real estate podcast. I will catch up with you very soon. Until then, stay safe. We'll talk. We'll, we'll talk in just a few. All right. See you then. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.